thank you so much again for being here today. Uh, I was really excited when I got the call from my Aunt Carolyn, from Joni, about this event because, frankly, I hadn't spoken in a while. I have an 18-month-old son and a three-month-old baby girl, and uh, so I've been in the house quite a bit, <laughs> chasing after some very busy little ones. Um, but I'm grateful to God that he has blessed me and my husband with those children. And I'll tell you a little bit more about why I'm so grateful when I get to the end of this message. Today, um, today's theme is being free in Christ, free from sin and free in Christ. And uh, it made me instantly think back to when I was in high school and I was a member of the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. See, when I was in high school, I'd already accepted Christ. I was already leading Christian or a Christian organization. And so I was very, very excited about sharing my faith with everybody. One day in the hallway, a friend of mine and I were reading the Bible. And uh, a young man who I grew up with, he lived about two blocks away from my grandmother's house. He looked at me and Felicia and said, are you reading the Holy Bible? And I said, yes. <laughs> and he said, y'all Christians, boy, y'all got too many rules. Too many, too many rules. There's just too many rules. And it, and it seemed like as I, was, I would try to share my faith, that's what people thought. There were too many rules. There was too many restrictions that you were just bound up when you became a Christian. Yeah. And today's theme is the exact opposite of that. It's free in Christ. So how does being bound up and being free in Christ, what do those have to do with each other? Well, I think it's the free from sin part that people don't really want to grab a hold to. We yeah. want to be free in Christ. We don't want to be free in sin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The thing about being free in Christ is you won't be perfect overnight or ever. I'm not a Bible scholar. I don't have any degrees in theology, divinity. In fact, half the time I don't make it to Bible study. <laughs> but I will tell you, but what I will tell you is what being free in Christ means to me. Free is a short word, but it's a big word. But we're going to use an acronym. F-R-E-E. -E. Every letter stands for something. For me, the F stands for faith. Yeah. We define faith according to the Bible. Hebrews 11 and 1. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. In the Bible, Jesus encountered many women and there were many women that he attributed to, to them that they had great faith. Yeah. There was a Syrophoenician woman, a woman also called a Canaanite woman. He told her she had great faith. We know about the woman with the issue of blood. He told her her faith made her well. Yeah. You're going to be free in Christ. You've got to first have faith in Christ. Yeah. But that's just the first step. You've got to have first have faith in Christ. Number, yeah. number two. That's right, that's right, baby. Number two. Um, R is... Redemption. Yeah. First, you got to have faith in Christ. Then you need to have redemption in Christ. Yeah. It's not automatic, believe it or not. As my husband said, just because you stand in a garage, it doesn't make you a car. Right. 
You already knew. You already knew what, what came next. Just going to church or knowing about God doesn't make you redeemed. Any more than standing in a garage makes you a car. Redemption is one of those words that a lot of times we hear and we assume we know what it means. And instead of finding out what it means, we assume our guess is as good as anybody else's. I decided to look it up because I'm not perfect. I, I, I don't know everything and I am eager to learn. So I looked up in my husband's Bible concordance and Bible dictionary and analytical concordance and New Testament uh, textbook and all of the other eight million books we have in our house because he's in seminary right now. And um, basically what I got from it was the understanding that redemption is a word we use because in this particular passage that you heard earlier, Paul referenced being slaves to something being slaves to sin or being slaves to righteousness. You're either a slave to one or you're a slave to other. Either you're a slave to sin, which makes you a slave to death, or you're a slave to righteousness, which leads to life. When you're redeemed in Jesus Christ, you've been taken back from that slavery. And now you are owned by Jesus. I'll, I'll give you an example. I knew my husband for five or six years before we started dating. I knew him. I had faith that he was a good man once we started dating. I knew him, but I didn't belong to him. Once we started dating, I got to know him even better. Just like when I got, when started going to church, I got to know more about God. It wasn't until that we got married that I gave myself over to the Lord I mean, to my husband, who is, you know, the Bible says the husband is the Lord, the head of your house. But yeah. until I gave yeah. myself over to my husband in marriage, it wasn't until then that I was his. Before then, I just knew about him. Yeah. Now, and then I knew him, but now I belong to him. Now, yeah. he doesn't own me, but I belong to him, and he belongs to me. Amen. You better know, he belongs <laughs> to me. Okay. <laughs> the same is true for us in our faith. You can know plenty about God. You can know plenty about Jesus. You can know so much. You can know more than any Christian in the world. Satan knows more than we do most of the time, right? right. Um, you can know an abundance of information about God and about church. You can have the process down. You can just let him go. Uh, you can have the process down to a science of how it works, how faith works. Yeah. But if you are not redeemed, if you've never given yourself over to the Lord, you're not redeemed. It doesn't matter if you've been going to church for 99 years. Yeah. Until you do what the world calls get saved, the church calls it get saved too. You don't have to necessarily walk down to the front of the, the, the building when the doors of the church are open. The doors of the church are always open. Right. You get redeemed when you give yourself over to the Lord. Yeah. And that's your second step of becoming free in Christ. So you got to first have faith in Christ to be free in Christ. You got to have redemption in Christ to be free in Christ. Next is the first of two E's. I love those E's. The first E is 
an example. We all have an example in Christ. We find that example in the Bible. Here's my Kindle. We find an example in Christ right there in the Word of God. We don't have to guess at it. We can read the Gospels, the first four books of the New Testament, and read all about how Jesus behaved, how he talked to people, how he acted, how he prayed, how he went about his business. And we've got an example in Christ. Right. To be free in Christ, you can't just know about the example. We've got to follow his example. If you want to be free in Christ, you got to have faith in Christ. You got to have redemption in Christ. And you need to follow God's example in Christ. What kind of examples did he give? He gave examples on how to talk to people. He gave examples on how to treat people. He gave examples on how to not to show favoritism. He showed, gave examples on how to, to lay hands on the sick and they'll recover. He gave example, all kinds of examples. He gave all kinds of examples. So if you dig into the word, you'll find those examples of how Christ lived so that you can follow his example and you can become free in Christ. Now, the last E is where some people say, I'm going to hang my hat, <laughs> maybe kick off my shoes. The last E is experience. If you have faith in Christ and you are redeemed in Christ and you are following Christ's example, I can guarantee you, you have an experience in Christ. Amen. I guarantee you that you will have an experience in Christ. We've all seen those people at church. I see some of y'all where you just can't hold them back. You know those worshipers that just get in your way. They just waving their hands all the time. They just, they just loud. Amen in the loudest. They clap the loudest. They sing the loudest. You know those hooping preachers, right? You know those musicians that's always talking about, hold on, I need a praise ba break. Can we run a lap in here? You know, you know what I'm talking about, right? <laughs> a lot of people I've heard when I was growing up, I would hear people say, it doesn't take all of that, right? You know, you know, you know, um, they said it doesn't take all of that. And really what they were saying was, I'm going to judge the people that I see worshiping because I don't understand why they're worshiping the way that they are. What was really going on was that they didn't believe that there was ever a reason to be so gregarious and passionate when you worship God. But I'm here to tell you, when you've got an experience in God and you've got an experience in Christ, he will give you passion beyond your wildest imagination. I tell you what, I have an experience and I'm looking at him right now. <laughs> I have an experience. When I was 15, I gave my life over to Christ. I got redeemed. I'd already had faith. I already knew about God. But I got redeemed. I gave my life over to Christ. It was June 23rd, 1994. A few days later, I thought I was going to die. I had some of the most excruciating pain I had ever had in my life. 
I was in total shock as to what was going on. I thought I was going to die. I felt stabbing, terrible, horrible pain. I was weak. I was dizzy. Just a few days after accepting Christ. And I thought, is this part of the process? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> but I'm going to go with it, God. I'm going to go with it. And um, I'm grateful today that... Uh, I went through that because now I have a testimony. You see, what happened was, what had happened was, um, I was 15, but I was suffering from a disease called endometriosis. Some of you probably know what endometriosis is. Some of you don't. I won't explain it. It's rather gross, so you can look it up if you want to. I don't recommend it. <laughs> but endometriosis um, starts in one place and then it spreads kind of like cancer spreads but it's not cancer it's not deadly it won't kill you it'll just scare you half to death endometriosis will put you in a position where all you want to do is all you can do not want to do all you can do is lay out on the floor It'll put you in a position where you might be in the middle of a business meeting and you double over in pain. I was told at the very underripe young age of 15 that you might not be able to have children because you have endometriosis. And your endometriosis is so bad that we might need to give you a hysterectomy. I was told that the endometriosis had spread so much, it was on other organs, they had to remove my appendix because it had moved from where it was all the way to my appendix. My, my. I, had, I looked it up, and I found out that the endometriosis was probably on my sciatic nerve. It had moved all over the place. But I'm here to tell you Amen. that though I was afraid, and though I was told that I might not be able to have children, that little loud little boy that you heard earlier, that's my baby. <laughs> okay, so I got a reason to praise the Lord. I've got a reason to maybe be a little over the top. I've got a reason to say amen. I've got a reason to be that loud, obnoxious person that's waving my hands in front of you when you stand, when you want to worship all dignified in your seat. I've got a reason because I have an experience. I have an experience in God, and I'm going to be cliche and say, when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all he's done for me, my soul cries, hallelujah, thank God for saving me. God saved me from a, a life of pain when he healed me from endometriosis. So I have an experience in Christ. I am free in Christ. I have faith in Christ. I have redemption in Christ. I have an example in Christ. And I have an experience in Christ. If you want to be free in Christ, you need to have faith in Christ. You need to find redemption in Christ. You need to follow Christ's example because then you will get your experience. Your experience will not necessarily be my experience. I don't want it to be. But whatever it is, you need to know what it is so that you can share your experience and share your testimony because that's how 
we make other believers. That's how we get to, to a point where we can spread the word of God when we know our testimony. Other people can be edified by that testimony. They will see how good God has been to each of us, and they will want to know who he is. Live a life that makes people want to know who God is. When you are free in Christ, you can feel free to live a life that makes people want to know God, not say, y'all got too many rules. Come on now. You, if you live a life that makes people say, I see Christ's example through that person, you will then be free in Christ. We were not created to be free and few. We weren't created to be free and just us in this room or just us in our house. God set us free in Christ Jesus. And I want to encourage you to accept your freedom, embrace your freedom, and share that freedom with the world. Thank you so much for your attention, and God bless you.